Hello, and welcome to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast, the show that will help your entire family bring back bedtime. Each episode, sleep expert Alana McGinn discusses your burning sleep questions and provides you with tangible sleep tips and tricks to help you create your own sleep plan for your family. Whether it's how to extend your baby's naps, end bedtime battles with your toddler, or help you sleep better at night, this podcast talks all things sleep to help you and your family get the sleep you deserve. With colleagues, friends, and other wellness experts, Alana discusses all lifestyle topics that you want more information on. Are you ready to bring back bedtime? Here's your host, sleep educator, mom of three, and pop culture fanatic, Alana McGinn. Guys, you don't have to be sleep deprived just because you have a baby. If you think you are destined to months of no sleep after having a baby, think again. I am going to be your guide in teaching your baby how to become a champion sleeper with the same compassionate and practical wisdom I've used to help thousands of families get better sleep. You are the expert at your baby's sleep. No, really, you are. And I'm going to teach you how to use your knowledge about your baby to create a personalized sleep plan grounded in the science of sleep. I want to introduce you to my first book in the This Girl Loves Sleep series titled This Baby Loves Sleep. In This Baby Loves Sleep, I debunk the myths about baby sleep that may be keeping your little one from getting the rest he or she needs. I use the newborn weeks as the foundation for building good sleep habits. I apply my four good night sleep tools as the basis for your baby's sleep plan. And I help your baby fall asleep on his or her own throughout the night without your assistance. And we prioritize maternal and paternal mental health during your baby's infancy. This is the baby sleep book that every tired parent needs to own. You won't be skipping any chapters with this one. I made it my mission to create an easy to read, easy to apply and plan sleep book that gets to the heart of what's going on with your baby's sleep quickly and insightfully so that you can start applying these practical science-based baby sleep steps that have helped thousands of our families as early as tonight. So what's inside this baby loves sleep? You're going to learn newborn know-how. You will learn to recognize the connection between your newborn's brain development and sleep. I write about sleep environment. Understand the important role that sleep environment plays in your baby's sleep. We're going to talk about schedules, guys. It's the question we get asked so often from our families. So you are going to learn the biologically appropriate times your baby should be awake and asleep based on age and development. The approach, you will be able to find the sleep training method that works best for you and your baby. And guys, who's ready for longer naps? You will be able to unlock the secrets of restful and longer and I mean it, guys, longer naps. You're going to get all the answers to your most common baby sleep dilemmas. I wrote this book with you in mind because I remember what it was like to be exhausted and needing information, safe, practical, research-based information that I could apply to my baby sleep plan stat. This Baby Love Sleep is the baby sleep book that will help your baby learn the important skill of independent sleep, helping your family get the sleep they need. 
You can find a link to purchase this baby love sleep over at goodnightsleepsite.com and it's available to download now. That's right. You can start reading it within seconds and your baby can start sleeping soundly before you know it. Hi, I'm Alana McGinn, founder of goodnightsleepsite.com, a website offering sleep support and resources for you and your family. You can head over to Goodnight Sleep Site to find out how you can work with a goodnight consultant who can help you with each step along the way to creating your family sleep plan. This is it, guys, the last tool in the Goodnight Sleep Site toolkit, the final piece of the sleep training process the method. This is likely the sleep tool you have all been waiting for, but it's important that this was the last one I discussed, and I'm about to tell you why. So let's recap the first three sleep tools. In episode six, we discussed how we need to implement a safe, consistent, and conducive sleep environment. In episode nine, we talked all things naps, when to have them, and how to make them longer. Then in episode 21, we spoke about the importance of an age-appropriate bedtime, and sometimes just by tweaking that one thing, evening wakings can disappear. Finally, we get to our fourth sleep tool, the method, the way we can finally break any final sleep associations and wean out those final night feeds. You may be asking yourself, why are we only including the sleep tool now? And it's important to understand that while it's often the first or only thing we think about when deciding to sleep train, the method is actually the smallest piece of the sleep training puzzle. Therefore, we spend less time talking about it. It's important to understand that we need to also apply the first three sleep tools. Often, just by doing this, we can improve your child's sleep. And if all you are doing, guys, is creating a sleep training plan with just choosing the method, it's not going to work. In choosing a plan, you must be comfortable with following it so that you can be consistent. Consistency is key. I've said it before, and I will keep saying it. Consistency is key in introducing anything. We can't expect them to understand right away. We are changing habits. We are changing how you respond to your child. With time, they will understand, and I promise, still love you in the morning. With whichever method you choose and whatever sleep plan you put together, you have to give yourself at least, guys, seven to 10 days before changing or tweaking anything, okay? For most parents, when they think of their level of comfort, they are really thinking about their baby crying and what they will want to do. The good news, though, is that the crying goes away. The bad news is that the crying does happen, even with the gentlest of methods. It makes sense. You may be about to change things drastically, especially if you've been bouncing, rocking, feeding, all of those things to sleep. We've heard it all over here at Goodnight Sleep Site. And the way to protest change is to cry. It doesn't mean the change is bad. It just means it's change. As adults, we know things have to change. But as parents, we don't want to hear our babies cry. I get that. Sleep training is hard, and it's why I created Goodnight Sleep Site, so that we can help and support parents through the sleep training process to get the healthy, restorative sleep that your child needs. And you know what? That you need as well. The methods presented here are not all the methods out there, okay? But these are the ones that we have found work again and again and are supported by our consultants here at Goodnight Sleep Site. Do your research, guys. Find the right method for you. And if you need help along the way, you know who to ask. 
A consistent and safe sleep environment, regular sleep schedule, and proper bedtime routine should also be included in your sleep toolbox. And while choosing the method is a small part in the overall sleep training process, if you're focused on getting your baby to sleep through the night and take longer naps, here are some of the methods that you need to know. Okay, guys, let's dive right in with this one. Okay, cry it out, CIO, extinction. You know, most people have heard about it. It is the most controversial method, the method that may produce more short-term tears. It is definitely the quickest method to use. It's not the only method to use, and I think that's really important to note. It is the one thing that we automatically think of when we hear the term sleep training. It is the method that, you know, most articles are written about, most information is out there about. You know, when I explain it to parents, when we work with parents, we always prefer families to start with a more gradual method and then go to a more direct method like a cry it out extinction method if we see that the gradual methods doesn't work. The time where we will go straight to a cry it out is if a parent comes to us, they've done their research. Listen, we never want to be pulling you through a method. We always want to make sure that the method that you are choosing is one that you are comfortable using, one that you yourself have done the research on, and that you want to work into your plan. So if a family comes to us and says, and you know, we've done our research, we want to go ahead and do it, fair enough, we'll do a cried out. The other uh, time that we'll use an extinction method, obviously making sure a baby is old enough, thriving, healthy, doctor's okayed, all of those things are check, 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 check. Um, the other time we'll use a cry out is if in using a more gradual method, we are producing more tears and we are producing more confusion for the child. And now that method might be working for mom and dad, but it's not necessarily working for the baby. Okay. So with the extinction, after your child's soothing bedtime routine, you would place your baby in the crib awake and you would not go back into the room until your scheduled feed or in the morning. Provided you're also focusing on the other pieces of the sleep training puzzle, remember guys, daytime sleep, conducive sleep environment, age-appropriate bedtimes, your baby may respond better than you would imagine, okay? Again, if you are only choosing the method and you aren't applying the other three sleep tools that we've talked about, you know, you're, ba- you're just trying to sleep train a continuously overtired child, which will definitely produce more tears. So making sure that all the pieces of the sleep training puzzle are in place, a lot of parents are surprised when they do choose something like an extinction method that it actually produces way less tears than they actually thought, okay? A middle of the road method is what we call a gradual check method. So each method has a different level of parental involvement. And this is why it's really important for you guys to do your own research on which method works for you and how involved you want to be in the method. Okay. So the gradual check method, what it's again, what I call the middle of the road method, there is um, more parental involvement, obviously, than the extinction method. It's often confused with cry it out, but it's not the same because you're still able to go in and check and be present with your child. So following the same consistent bedtime routine that you would with any method that you choose, you would place your baby down in their crib awake and leave the room. This is now you're working with timed intervals. So if your baby starts crying, you would enter the room through a timed interval to soothe and comfort but it's brief and boring, guys. You're in there for a very limited time. Your role of going in that room isn't to save the day and put baby to sleep. 
with whatever you're doing, feeding, rocking, you're still going to be changing how you respond to baby. So there might still be some tears that happen, but you're able to go in the room. Each time the intervals get longer and longer and every day the intervals get longer. Typically it's a seven day process. The pros and cons to this method, you know, the pros are obviously the parents are able to go in the into the room. So there is that reassurance there on the parent side. The con of it though could also be that the parents go in the room. So this is where I say it's really important to not only choose a method that you're comfortable using, but choosing one that works best for your child. And if you're going in at say four minutes, six minutes, 12 minutes, you might in fact be resetting your baby every time you're going in and therefore producing more tears for a longer duration of time than if you just stopped going in altogether. So it's really important again to you can start with this method and then get more direct if you have to. And you might not have to. We've worked with the gradual check method with a lot of parents, a lot of parents, and it's worked really, really well. So again, choose a method that you're comfortable using, one that you can be consistent with, and then take it from there. The most gradual method that we do choose, this has the most parental involvement, is what we call the chair method. This is a gradual method where once you place your child in their crib awake, notice the trend here, guys, every method that we are choosing, baby is going down awake. Not drowsy, not asleep, okay? Um, This one, you would sit in a chair next to the crib. Typically, it's about a 14-day method until your baby falls asleep. If your baby wakes up throughout the night, you're back in the chair. So the more gradual the method, the longer it takes. And every few days, you would move the chair further and further out of the room until you are completely and gradually fading out your presence, okay? Pros and cons to this method, obviously the pros is that you're in your in the room the entire time and from uh, until your baby does fall asleep and then that's when you leave the room. But the con of it though is that again, even though you're in the room, you're still changing how you respond to baby. So even though you're sitting in a chair beside the crib, you're still not picking up baby, you're still not feeding baby, you're still giving that low stimulation because what our goal is, is our goal is to have our baby fall asleep independently whether you're in the room, whether you're not. So no matter which method you choose, which amount of parental involvement you choose, you wanna make sure that you are still changing the normal response. You're still changing those habits. So this method also can produce tears, even though you are in the room with them. And the con of it is that now you're watching them watching you crying. And it A, can be really hard to be consistent because we're human and it's hard to sit there and watch our kids, never mind listening to them cry, but now you're watching them cry. And again, it could just take a lot longer because you could be just resetting them and them not wanting to fall asleep until they get that response from you that they want. So do your method, guys. There is no right or wrong method. No matter what method you choose, as long as you are continuously moving forward with that method, as long as baby, again, you've gotten the okay from the doctor, baby's healthy, age appropriate, thriving, feeding isn't an issue, mom, dad, partner is is supportive and, and ready to kind of take it on and be consistent and you are ready to do it, it will provide results provided you are consistent doing it. And no matter what method you do choose, you have to understand that your baby will still love you in the morning. Absolutely guaranteed and be well rested for it. So do your research, find the right method out there, guys. There are many methods out there. So it's really important to choose that method that you and your partner are most comfortable using. I had the opportunity to speak with family doctor, Dr. Stephanie Liu, and get her take on popular sleep training methods and the method that she used for her own daughter. Sleep 
sleep training is safe. You know, I reviewed medical literature and to date, you know, for a child with normal growth and development where there's no complex medical concerns, it is safe to sleep train your child. One of the sleep training methods that that we used um, as a family, which I'll be honest, was emotionally draining was the cry it out method. We ended up using the cry it out method because we used two other techniques that just, and it wasn't working. So essentially with the cry it out method, you um, leave your child independently in their crib and watch them. Uh, what we did was watch Maddie from a monitor and you let them cry until, until they soothe themselves to sleep. It's difficult emotionally, but it was effective for our family. I always recommend, you know, prior to sleep training, you know, discussing, you know, any concerns that you have um, with your doctor first. There are various forms of, uh, of sleep training, you know, one of them being cry it out. You know, the studies that have been done have stated that sleep training is safe. Uh, the methods that are used to sleep train are safe, um, given that the child has no complex medical needs and that growth and development are normal. Listen, I wish I could just say, this is the method to use, guys. You know, this is the good night sleep site method. This is the one method that you should be doing. Every baby will respond great to it. A, we're not salesy like that. You know, we didn't just create, we're not reinventing the wheel here, okay? The methods out there work, provided all the factors are in play. So we don't have this tried and true method. We have different methods that we use, ones that work with all parenting philosophies, one that provide different levels of parental involvement. It's really just you doing your homework, doing your research, speaking to a consultant if you have to, and finding out which method works best for you, okay? If you are working with an age-appropriate plan, all the tools are being implemented, and you are being consistent and patient, it will come together. It absolutely will come together. Listen, guys, we have to cut our kids some slack. And this is probably one of the biggest things that I see parents is, and what we try to explain to parents is we are changing habits. You can't change a habit overnight. And we shouldn't expect our kids to either. You know, we don't change our habits overnight, yet we expect our kids, you know, you know, if you've been doing it for six months, if you've been doing it for 12 months, whether that be feeding, rocking your kid to sleep, we expect them just to get it. We can't put those expectations on them. It is going to take time. And this is why you need to really commit to your to your sleep plan at least seven to 10 days before making any changes, okay? With any method you choose, it could be a gradual method. And yes, even those methods coined gentle, and I say that in air quotes because I see a lot of that promoted, it's a gentle method. Even gentle methods, guys, produce some crying. There will likely be some crying. So again, if you're working with someone, make sure they're explaining it. If you are doing your research and, and reading up on things, make sure you're researching everything properly. Even the gentlest of methods do produce some crying, okay? I think it's important to be honest with parents about this so that their expectations are realistic when starting that sleep training plan. Okay, so how do you choose? Because like I said, there's a lot of methods out there, okay? When trying to find the best method for your family, this is what you need to consider, okay? One, the age of your child. I see it happen time and time again. Parents start sleep training too early and then they get discouraged when they don't see those results, okay? So at Good Night Sleep Site, we don't start any formal sleep training plan until the child is at least four to six months of age. If you want more information on that, head back over, way, way, way back over to episode one. And that's when should you start sleep training your child? And there's a lot of great information in there. You also have to factor in 
your temperament. It's not just about the kid. It's also about you, the parent. So what is your temperament? Because every family and situation is different. There isn't one method or program out there to use, right? My goal is to educate you on all the methods and that they ch- that you guys choose the method that you guys are most comfortable using. Consistency is key to success. And if you're not comfortable with the method you use, you're not going to be consistent with the process. And then it's, it's just not going to work. So make sure to choose a method that you and your partner will truly be able to follow through with. What I always ask parents is, are you ready to do it? Because here's the thing, your child 100% ready and capable of doing it breaking any association. If you're listening to this and your child is four months or older and you're considering sleep training, I'm going to tell you this, your child is 100% capable of doing it and your child is ready to do it. The biggest question is, or the bigger question is, I should say, is are you ready to do it? And it's okay if you're not. It is absolutely okay with if you're not. We tell this to parents all the time. You can start when you're ready, like start when you feel truly comfortable to take it on, okay? Another thing that you need to consider is your child's temperament, obviously. So while you need a method that matches your parenting philosophy, it's also very important to choose one that matches your child's temperament and personality. Unfortunately, guys, I said it before, it's not always the same method that you want to use. So you will have more success and see faster results with a sleep training approach that your child responds to best. And like I just said, it might not necessarily be the method that you want to use, but it's the method that works best for your child. You guys are a team and I cannot stress this enough. You need to sit down with one another and choose a method that you both agree on. Here's the thing, guys. We actually get contacted by one of the parents that will say, you know, my my spouse or my partner doesn't know I'm calling you, doesn't necessarily maybe agree with sleep training, but you know, I'll be honest, it's normally the mom because you know the moms are are doing the night the nighttime thing, meaning the moms are the ones contacting us. They don't, uh, you know, their partner or their spouse doesn't really necessarily agree with sleep training, or maybe doesn't want to spend the money to get help, or doesn't feel it necessary to take on sleep training. As much as we want to help that family, and we want to help every family that comes to us that wants help, we won't work with them because it's so important for you guys to be a team. And if you are, you know, if they're keeping it secret or they want to do it secretly and on the side, we feel like we can't properly support that that partner because we can't be with them all the time. That's just not how the process is is made. So it's so important that you have that team and that support system to be able to do that. So you guys have to sit down with one another and choose the method that you guys both agree on. As I said, you will need the support of one another at certain times throughout the process because there's just a better chance of success if you guys are on the same page and everyone needs to be on the same page. So, you know, we have a lot of families who perhaps live with grandparents or have nannies or, you know, have other kind of providers that, that, you know, are with baby perhaps during the day or overnight, everyone needs to be on the same page. Because like I said, guys, that consistency is what's going to help the baby, your child pick up this plan that much easier. It's really just going to make it easier on the baby. And the last thing that you have to consider guys, you got to give it time. Patience is everything. Okay. Some kids just take longer than others. No plan is set in stone. And this is why, again, coming back to the salesy pitches, we can never guarantee you your child will be sleeping in three nights, five nights, seven nights, 10 days. We just can't do that because every child's different. Every plan we put together is different. 
Every method we choose is different. The process that we take could be different. And it's you just have to be patient. You have to give your child time to change those habits. And in order to allow your child to do that, and the best way to help your child do that is for you to really put that plan together that works best for all of you guys, choose that method that works best for all of you guys, and be consistent with it. That consistency is everything. I mean, I, I how many times have I said that just in this episode? <laughs> consistency is key, and I, I really can't say that enough. It takes at least 18 days to change a habit, right? So give yourself three weeks of working on things consistently before tweaking, if need be, okay? This is a, you know, I held off a while on doing this sleep tool because while it's such a, an important part of, of the sleep training process, like I said, it is the smallest part. This is why it's the last tool that we talk about. It's the last part of how we work with our, with our families. But I know that it's, it's, um, it's an area of that sleep plan and that sleep training process that many parents have many different feelings on. And if you're listening to this and you're ready to take that step, there is support and education out there that will help you make that step. Um, and if it's that's not what you're looking for and you're just kind of looking for the okay to do it, because I feel like when we're working with families, that's one of the biggest thing. And they've actually even said that, like we just needed someone to tell us that it was okay to take that last step. And this normally is that last step to take. It's okay. It's okay to take that step. So however you want to take that step, And whatever method you want to choose to take that step, it's okay to do it. Again, provided baby is, you know, all the boxes are checked. And the best person to talk to about that is your doctor to find out. But, you know, they're okay. They're they're okay to do it. And you have, there's a ton of resources out there to do it. If you want more information on possibly how to work with a good night consultant or just more information on on methods and and sleep training, head over to goodnightsleepsite.com. We have a lot of articles, a lot of resources that you can read and ways that you can get in touch with us to work with us. But um, you guys got this. You got this. And remember what I said, if you are listening to this and your child is at least four months of age or older, all those boxes are checked, healthy, thriving, doing well, they're ready. They are 100% capable and ready. The big question is, are you ready? And if you're not, that's okay. But if you are, you got this. Okay. So thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, guys, I wish everyone sweet dreams and a good night. Thanks for listening, guys. And be sure to check back for more episodes helping your family bring back bedtime. And to make sure you don't miss out, you can subscribe to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, basically wherever you get your podcasts. And download our free sleep resources at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. And if you like what you hear, guys, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. That helps the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast reach even more families like yours who deserve better sleep.